You know it's Friday when that music plays, and it is time to check in once again with the Vancouver Suns' Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. And this morning, maybe we should have one of those It's About Time songs, since <laughs> it's taken us. As anyone who's buying gasoline at the pump is going to be thinking, why is it taking so long to get to the point we're at this morning at 930 Yeah, and I even got an email, I think yesterday, saying, hey, it's Thursday. When are we going to find out about this relief? We're supposed to find out this week. So as you said, 9.30 this morning, we are hoping to find out what that means. Yeah, and it's the Premier and uh, Mike Farnworth uh, this morning at 9.30. And Farnworth isn't there because he's the public safety minister. He's not there because he's deputy premier. He's there because he's the cabinet minister for ICBC. And I think that tells us that the rumor that's been around for actually about two weeks that they were going to give us some kind of a cash rebate out of the coffers at ICBC, uh, that that's where we're headed. ICBC, of course, has has files on every single one of us. That is true. <laughs> licensing, and they control uh, driver licensing as well as vehicle insurance. So uh, they And they are also flush with cash, which is, you know, one of the interesting stories about the NDP and government. They inherited a hell of a financial mess at ICBC, and they have turned it around. And uh, they've now got ICBC, even though it needs to keep some cash reserves, obviously, to pay future claims, ICBC's been doing pretty well, and that's, I think, where the money's coming from. So that's what the news will be at 9.30 this morning. Um, The only financial analysis that I've seen is uh, by this watchdog guy, Rick McCandless. He says ICBC could afford $150 as a rebate. New Democrats might try to go a little bit higher on that, and... The thing to remember, Jill, is I know people are going to say, oh, come on, that'll like that'll pay for like one fill-up. <laughs> the compensation issue is, you know, what you have to do is go back to what were you paying for a fill-up on January the 1st and what are you paying now? And this compensation, well, I think for a lot of vehicles, it ought to pay for the gap on maybe a month's worth of fill-up. So it won't just be that people go, oh, we're going to cover off one. Right. And, and what do you think that the tone will be? Because certainly they, they've not wanted to to take, <laughs> as you mentioned, any responsibility for this. Uh, they don't want to touch taxes. So what do you anticipate the tone might be? Well, well this, will be, this will be artful because, you know, as we, as we know, the government has been in denial about this, about any responsibility for this problem or any obligation to do anything about it for the better part of two months. I mean, the prices started to enter into record territory late January, early February, depending on what kind of fuel you were buying and where you were buying it. So from the from the beginning of the legislature session, uh, and even before that, there have been questions to the government about, you know, people are finding it expensive to fill up. Uh, gasoline prices are entering into record territory, and aren't you the affordable government? Uh, what are you going to do about it? And really, you go back over what Premier John Horgan has been saying, he tried every imaginable argument to say, this is not my table. I'm not dealing with this because it's not my fault, and I'm not dealing with it. So we had the argument that it's not taxes, the taxes are only going up a penny a liter. 
And then, remember, blame Putin. They tried that for a couple of weeks. Um, and then they... <laughs> The most creative argument that they used, Jill, was, hey, we're dealing with uh, high gasoline prices. Don't you remember? We we got the Utilities Commission to regulate gasoline prices, and they've got that nifty website, and you can go on there, and you can see if you're being gouged. None of this stuff worked. I mean, really, I, I think we can best describe the response of the public as, I don't care whose fault it is. <laughs> I can't get Putin to do anything, but I can get you to do something. So where's the relief? You're you're supposed to be the affordability government. Well, then we moved on to what can be done. So the first thing the government said was they didn't believe that cutting taxes, uh, fuel taxes, would do anything because they didn't believe that the fuel companies would pass on the relief at the pump. So if the government knocked down the price or knocked down the tax, they weren't sure that you were going to see that at the pump. So, okay, that that one fell by the wayside. The next uh, argument was around, well, what if you capped gasoline prices? Oh, that's terribly complicated. That, that it, That's complicated, and, and basically they weren't going to do it, and they couldn't do it. So they dropped that one. So, you know, uh, when all else fails, uh, I guess they had to finally face up to the fact that the public wanted relief. They were the affordability government, and they were going to have to do something about it. Um, after, you know, weeks now, it's been a long time getting to this point. Do you think it would it would be better, though, or, or even it would just look like they were doing more if they followed what other provinces have done? And, and even though it wouldn't offer a whole lot of relief, if they came out and said, you know what, we've listened to you, we're not going to up the carbon tax on April 1st, as planned to provide some relief, would it appear at least in that case that they were doing something or they were doing more? Um, I think the, the reason that they, there's two reasons why they won't do that. It is only a penny a liter. Second of all, the carbon tax in the country is now regulated by the federal government. The province gets to have its own carbon tax as long as it keeps pace with the federal level. So, I'm not sure they could do it without, you know, triggering the federal tax. And the other thing is, uh, I think this is a government that believes in carbon taxation as a way to discourage people to, or sorry, to encourage people to switch from fossil fuels to electric vehicles. So I think their view is it would send the wrong message. And in B.C., because the Liberals initiated the carbon tax way back in 2008, the carbon tax is not as divisive a political issue here in B.C. as it is in some other provinces, and it is nationally, because over time, both of the major political parties have accepted carbon taxation. They've argued over whether or not it should be revenue neutral, but they really both wear it as a public policy issue. All right. Uh, what does this tell us then, as we all expect then, that there will be some kind of rebate check and that's what's going to be announced later today. What does it tell us kind of about the changing political landscape and what we're focused on now? You know, I think that's really important to note. And, and first of all, the government's attempt to not have to do something here failed. And that tells me that the public got through to the New Democrats. Their own polling told them that. I'm sure the calls to their own constituency offices told them that. So, 
You know, we've had two years, Joe, where the the public policy discussion, news, landscape in the province, political agendas have all been dominated by the pandemic. The pandemic is fading as an issue, and I think we all hope we never have to hear about it again someday. But because of that, of course, there's kind of a vacuum out there, and what you're seeing is other issues are flooding back in. Affordability is an issue. Inflation is an issue. Gasoline prices is an issue. Food prices are an issue. And of course, you know, you can, the government tried this argument of, hey, you know, we gave relief. Uh, We got rid of the tolls. Well, that was almost five years ago now that they did that. And I think what you're seeing is that the government is moving on, the public is moving on, and new issues are going to dominate the political discussion in the province. And that means the government's going to have to deal with it. And Jill saying, hey, five years ago we did something for you, is not going to cut it with the public. They're facing the same problem on housing affordability. I mean, the New Democrats made affordability a winning political issue in B.C. To their credit, they got there ahead of a lot of political parties. But, of course, now that they've been government for, well, it'll be five years this August, um, they're all, uh, July, uh, they're also going to be held accountable for what, what have you done for us lately on that issue. All right. Well, we will find out what the latest is, hopefully, at 9.30 this morning. Vaughn, thank you so much. Great chatting with you this week, and have a great weekend. Talk to you again someday, Jill. (laughs) Bye-bye. Sounds good. That is Vaughn Palmer, Vancouver Sun columnist.